Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And if you are new to this whole situation, uh, this is a podcast where we talk about an episode that we watched of Parks and Recreation. So it's pretty simple. I mean, it's 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 all right in the name. Uh, but what's also in the name are our names. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined by my friend Jeremy all the way across town by the power of the internet. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, this is Jeremy saying hi to you. Now, Jeremy. Yes, sir. If you had a fan club, mm-hmm. what would you call them? Schmidtheads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, just a bunch of Schmidtheads. What would yeah. you call them? Your, not mine, but yours. <laughs> uh, the, Actually, wait. No, what would you call mine? <laughs> I would go with the, with the Schmidthead oh, as yeah, well. Okay. All right, cool. Or Schmitty Pants. The, or the Sch- yeah. Schmidt Hosses. <laughs> the Schmidt Hoss. Welcome to the Schmidt Hoss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think if I had one, I, my name already sounds like a plural, but it's not. My last name is Duman. And du- so do mans. Yeah. I probably do the do mans. <laughs> so, but then it's all like, what is or happening your fan club could be like, like, like welcome to the Dumania. Yes. Yes. Dumania. That the, was uh, my username for a long time. Or the doom, a lot of different the, things. The doom zone, but it's D E U M. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am a doctor. And uh, one year for Dr. Doom, I wanted to go as Dr. Doom, but uh, my wife said no. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Like wear my my doctoral robe stuff Mm -hmm. and just wear the mask. (laughs) That's so easy. The the Dr. Doom mask. Just just to be clear. But she said not a doctor mask. No, she said no. So then I was like, what if I horribly scar my face? Mm -hmm. And again. Mm -hmm. No. Is that what you want? <laughs> to hor- horribly scar my face? Yeah, that's, that's what you say to her. Is that what well, you- let's take a poll. Uh, citizens of Pawnee, <laughs> do you want me to horribly scar my face? 100% of the citizens of Pawnee are called perverts. Uh, anyway, there's a poll in this episode. That's why. I- <laughs> All right. We should get to this, Jeremy. Today is a no-nonsense day because... Uh, it's a half day, so we have to hustle. Jeremy just joined the document, is what hey, I was told. Yeah, I, I feel like there's more half day updates now than there are weather updates. <laughs> like we used to, well, it's all, all half days. Well, we're in a time of year where uh, the weather's pretty much the same almost all the time. And so, but I have no idea what my kids are doing in school ever. So this week, my daughter came home. It's like, I have a half day on Friday. I was like, no, you don't. She's like, my teacher told me I did. And I said, no. And then I looked on the website and she was right. And so then I had to humble myself before my child. Oh, I almost died. And I said, you were right. And I was wrong. And then she said, I know. Get and you, used to it. And you will never. Okay, so I was going to say, <laughs> and you will never live it down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all downhill from here. It is. I mean, she is. Um, she's what we call a strong willed personality. Mm. And so, yeah. But what are you going to do? Just you got you got to keep her. So um, that's what I'm doing because I'm afraid. So, uh, <laughs> Jeremy, what are we talking about today? What episode oh, are we on? Oh, oh, we're talking about sex education. Great. It's talking about keeping things. <laughs> now, this episode is one that. You know, we as a podcast, we're a family friendly organization here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't need to get into all the details if you're listening with young ears, but I would advise you if you are 
you know, watching the show with your kids and they have not seen this episode yet. This will not be helpful for them. (laughs) (laughs) There's very little education. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Don't think if you're homeschooling, don't think (laughs) instead of me doing the the sex talk with my kids, I'll play this educational episode. Yeah. Yeah, and, don't do and, that. And Andy's on the panel. So, I mean, really, how how good could the education be? Right. So don't 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 let this be a substitute for the actual uncomfortable conversations that you need to have with mm-hmm. your children. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, this episode is uh, there's a lot of funny stuff in this episode. And there's three main plots that I think we could all break down. We got Tom and Ron. We've got. Ben in April in DC, and we have Leslie and the crew in Pawnee. Um, what do you say we do this, Jeremy? We start with Tom and Ron, because that's the cold open. Mm-hmm. And then we jump into uh, Ben and April in DC, because it's brief. And then we wrap it all up with the uh, very educational uh, stuff with Leslie. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's do it. Okay. okay. So, um, Tom, uh, J- Jeremy, you're on Twitter. I barely i have an account i, I have an account yeah. yeah i will send you funny things you do and that's pretty much <laughs> oh <laughs> that's pretty much your whole twitter pro- presence <laughs> is me sending you funny things on twitter right and it's uh, it's and they're they're private messages so you know <laughs> yeah i don't tag you because i don't want anybody i don't want to put any light on you because i'm afraid that maybe you'll like shrivel up and die <laughs> if so if too many i mean i'm not like a blowtorch of attention either but i just I don't want to put any of that on you. So I just send you private messages. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, now, have you ever been tempted to tweet and drive? Never. Good. Have you? Good. No, no. But I do like having Twitter when I'm a passenger. You know, like it is great if you're a passenger. You can like be online, do the Facebook, do the the Insta, do the tweets. Uh, you know, the only time that I can remember ever like needing to tweet something while driving. And I was at a stop, a stoplight and I knew it was going to take a long time, but I pulled up behind a car carrier that was empty. You know, the big trucks with that have a bunch of cars usually on them. Oh yeah. The trailers. And I, it was empty and I had to, I had to send this message out. I had to, I took a picture real quick and I sent a message saying, do you ever feel tempted to drive up on these? And that was it. Oh my gosh, I saw one yesterday in the turn lane on 99. So it's like two, it's like five lanes with one in the middle. That's like uh-huh, the, tur- uh-huh. the turn lane in the middle. And they had just dropped off all the cars and the, and ramp, the ramp was, was still and down. The ramp was down. And I was like, yes. if, this were, if this were Grand Theft Auto, I would, I mean, there's no reason I not would, to. If this was Grand Theft Auto, I would totally park up there <laughs> <laughs> and keep going. I don't think you understand. Um, how grand theft auto works <laughs> it's not it's not grand park auto <laughs> no i would i would jump off of it i would use it as a ramp i'll use it as a ramp see yeah. i never want to use it as a ramp i want to use it as a way to get to where i want to go oh rather... no 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 jump jump oh use no that's da, dangerous da, 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 da. no see i would want to just jump drive up and then say driver <laughs> take me wherever you're going uh, cause you really, yeah, I hate driving. So, um, yeah. So Tom has a bit of a social media problem. He is addicted to screens. And so this opens with him in court. Um, and he is being 
grilled by the prosecution about uh, what happened to him uh, that he, when he crashed his car. And uh, and so Tom, <laughs> I love how his, his, he tries to pull the great swagger move here, right? He says, uh, Your Honor, this was an accident, plain and simple. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to totally try next time I have to go to court um, case dismissed. Um, and uh, the, the, the attorney says, were you texting at the time of your accident? Uh, and I was like, how dare you? I was tweeting <laughs> totally different, <laughs> totally different. And so he then reads all of the tweets. Um, and uh, so it starts with 915, four green lights in a row, hashtag blessed 917 drive faster, blue civic uh, hashtag so- soccer moms, 918, Got to pass this lady on the uh, juror. <laughs> That's when I hit the fire hydrant. Sorry, allegedly hit the fire hydrant. Um, and uh, and the he reads all the tweets and the prosecution just says, prosecution rest, your honor. <laughs> like, that's the whole case. He documented the whole case for us. Um, and so. I love how he says allegedly, allegedly hit the fire hydrant. And then the very next one is. <laughs> Hit the fire hydrant, but survived. And also, also, uh, if you look at the piece of paper that the prosecutor holds up, you can see that Jean Ralphio favorited all of Tom's tweets leading up to the crash. This <laughs> <laughs> is a great, great detail. Oh, that is great. Uh, so, yeah, so Tom now um, is, you know, it's obvious that he did the wrong thing. And so the judge gives him a punishment fit for the crime. A week without screens, no phones, tablets, computers, television, anything, no screens. And if he messes up, then it will be a month. And so Tom it, is going to die is basically the the whole vibe. So he's like, I got to send one more tweet. And then the bailiff seizes his phone and he's going out the room. He's just says, press, press send, press send. And uh, yeah, so that sets us up on Tom's storyline. So we uh, cut to credits and then come back and Tom comes into Ron's office and uh, um Ron is like, you are a half hour late for work. And Tom says, I, I can use my GPS. <laughs> so I just drove around until I saw something familiar. <laughs> I've been uh, there. I have totally been there. Uh, to drive to where you work every day? I mean, no, not every day. But just like, hey, I got to go to this this town that I've been to like once or twice. And I'm like, ah, I got I, I can figure it out. I just got to find that one building and then I'll know where to go. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Not this time, friend. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So Ron's like, you have a, you come here every day, and uh, Tom's like, look, I can't use, I can I'm, I'm dumb. Is basically what Tom's argument is. I can't figure it out. Uh, so then it cuts to a talking head where he's like, I, uh, I can't use screens. Big deal. I'm adapting, and he builds an actual real life Pinterest board <laughs> with clothes and food and different things, and he clicks on on something. He's like, I really wish you could click on these. Um, so it's all just. Printed out stuff. Have you, Jeremy, uh, when you have an iPad? I do. Have you ever found yourself reading a paper magazine and clicking on something to see if it will take you someplace else? I, I have not. <laughs> but um, early on in my child's life, she walked up to our TV screen and tried to swipe it. Yeah, I've that would be annoying just because the fingerprints. Um, <laughs> sure. So did have you, you like have her move outside? Yeah. She wasn't allowed to be, be in the house anymore. So yeah, that's yeah. a good plan. No good plan. No electronics for her. Uh, have you, have you tried to swipe yes. a, a physical yeah. object? Okay. Many times. Okay. <laughs> Not just once. Oh, uh, um, you know, cause if it's underlined, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a link right oh, any, that's not any blueprint i just walk around just just pressing anything in blue 
Uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I have done that. And then looking around, did anybody see me do that? And then my daughter, who's usually right there in the living room, just looking at me like shaking her head. I can't believe you. So, yeah, she knows where all the bodies are. Get so, used to it. Yeah, uh, she's always watching. So the next time we see Tom, he's looking in a mirror over his shoulder. He can see Jerry, Jerry working on his computer. <laughs> he's, I love this detail about Jerry. Jerry, when you check your email, you go to Alta Vista and type, please go to yahoo.com. <laughs> now you have a you you have a story about a person who you know probably won't listen to this podcast and you don't need to name names, but could you could you tell the story about the Google searcher? Well, I have a I have several, but there was one person on Facebook who typed in as their status update google.com <laughs> <laughs> like no sorry that was wrong um and then my uh a, a dearly departed gr- grandmother-in-law um before she passed away would search like or write in like her medical symptoms onto her facebook updates <laughs> sorry oh sorry. don't do that <laughs> So it's one of those things where it's like, maybe, maybe grandma should not have social media. So I just love that it's Alta Vista too. Yeah. Alta Vista. And then he says, please, please, please. go to yahoo.com. Jerry's a, Jerry's a nice guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so Jerry's like, how else would I go? He's like, you don't have your email bookmarked. What are bookmarks? And he's like, you don't deserve the internet. <laughs> uh, so then he comes into, uh, into Tom's into Ron's office and he's like, I'm going crazy. I made an iPhone out of paper. <laughs> it's like, like little squares for icons and stuff and all the apps are like, nothing's happening. And Ron says, you, this is the work of a lunatic. Um, and so he decides to take Tom out to the cabin in the woods uh, so far away uh, that there's no signal, but also the electric company is not even aware that there's a structure there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tom's on board. Um, but then he first says, can you take me home after work? There's no chance I can find my way back. <laughs> so, um, and Ron just like, just nods like, I get it. You are a, a lost child. Um, so cut to Tom and Ron at the cabin and Tom is, you know, loving it. Fresh air, no screens. And he's getting really good at chopping wood. And he's got like a little piece of kindling that he's hitting with a hatchet. That, that uh, is laying across the log. Like it's sideways. Right. It's not. Yes. Up. Yeah, which is not how you uh, should do that. Just mashing it, basically. Yeah. And uh, and Ron's like, wow, you're a regular Paul Bunyan. And then immediately Tom is like, ow, I got stung by the wood. <laughs> <laughs> got to get to WebMD. <laughs> so uh, so he's like, I got to get, yeah, I got to get to WebMD. I, I, you know, something that we can do this. And Ron just grabs his hand and like tucks it under his arm so we can't wiggle out and just prize it out with a knife. and. Uh, and then uh, he's amazed what at what Ron could do. But he's like, I still need to get sterilization techniques. And so not only that, uh, but he the way he does it, like, so he can't wiggle out. But also so Tom can't see what he's doing because yeah. he, he that's what I have to do with my kids when they get a splinter because they can't handle like anything like they get scared. So he's treating him like like a ch- the child he is. Right. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, Ron does not have a lot of experience with children, but, you know, he does have a lot of experience slaughtering animals. Sure. So, I mean, that's part came into play here as well. Never want to see him coming. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So then Ron's like, why don't you just get all of this stuff out of your system and, uh, just say what you do and then 
float away into the fresh air, and then we will be done. And so Tom starts. Uh, and his routine is every day I start by hitting up Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Sometimes I'd like to throw in LinkedIn for the professional shorties. <laughs> and the was like, see, that was easy. Then I go to Reddit. Reddit's great because <laughs> it has all the important links you need. And Ron immediately looks like he regrets this. Cut back to Tom and so it leaves, falls over the thing and comes back there on a canoe. Wikipedia is ma- mankind's greatest invention. You can learn about anything. Take Ray J, for example. We all know he's a singer. He's Brandy's brother, but he was also in a classic sex tape with Kim Kardashian. But did you know he's also uh, in Mars Attack? Suddenly, you're on Mars Attack's page. I love G... And another cut to another scene. I love G-Chat. You can talk to anybody. I hit up Brad.Pitt. It wasn't the actor, but it was a guy named Brad. That teacher, teacher in Pittsburgh. We don't have a lot in common, but we chat quite a bit. And then another scene. Emoji are like little cartoons that you text of words. Instead of saying, what up, boo? You can type up, type what up, and then a cute little ghost. And that means boo. There's also a little Indian guy, but he's got a turban on. And I think that's racist. But then there's an Asian guy who also has a racist, racist hat on. And I'm like, didn't Japanese people invent this? Another scene. Podcasts. There are a million of them, and they're all amazing. That's right. <laughs> right? That, right. Are your John how amazing and, they all are. <laughs> yeah. John Ralphio and I have one called Nacho Average Podcast, where we rate different kinds of nachos. It seems like. And then Ron's like, that's it. I've had enough. No more. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean. What Tom is expressing here is the problem of our modern technological age. (laughs) So there's so many things. And uh, and Ron does not understand any of this. So he says, you have a problem. You are an addict and you need to change. And uh, cut to Tom. His response. I've downloaded every episode of Intervention. (laughs) I know what to do here. And so he's like, yes, you're right. I'm an addict. I accept this. Um, I feel like we've really made some progress here. Uh, and Ron's like, I feel like we're going to get a feeling territory. So let's just stare in the fire in silence. Uh, and then Ron's like, no, I got to, I've got a better idea, Ron. Why don't I go, you chop more wood. I'll go get some steaks. Perfect. Gives him his keys and Tom leaves. Now, why Jeremy, why would Ron give Tom his keys when he doesn't know how to drive from his house to work? Because it's, I, I like to think that it's like basically a one lane road for about ten miles in one direction, and when it comes out, it's on the highway that food and stuff is probably on. So it's very few turns. That makes sense. I don't That's know. That's got to be the best possible solution. Yeah, but but as we and, know, Tom doesn't exactly make it back either. So no, because we cut to. Uh, Ron coming through the woods and with a hat on his or a light hat thing. And, uh, and Tom immediately says a deer jumped in front of the car and then a bear jumped in front of the deer (laughs) and Tom has crashed into a tree. Um, and, uh, and then Ron, somehow Ron figured out how Twitter works. Uh, I was like, Tommy edamame is back on the grid. Tell everyone to light me up with their digis. Got to load them into my burner. (laughs) So, we find out Tom went to Best Buy and got a burner phone and Ron is pissed. Uh, so they takes him out and they, they start walking and he's like, where are we going to go? Best Buy to get a better phone. Um, so this is, you know, Tom's got a real problem. So next day they're in the office and Tom says, please forgive me. Um, and uh, Ron is upset and he's like, you have a need to be constantly distracted. And so 
Um, and and Ron, Tom says, like, look, my life's not great. And so I go to these screens because things in my life aren't great. And so uh, Ron's like, well, go sit in your office while I think about whether or not to turn you in. Ooh, that's a dad moment right there. Mm-hmm. Man, he's in, he's in timeout. Oh, is he ever? So um, Tom is in his office. He's got rubber bands on his keyboard, <laughs> like red X rubber bands. Like you can't use this. Um, and uh, and Ron gives Tom a book made out of paper from a tree. Uh, it's called <laughs> Auto Repair Manual 1982. And so he's saying, you're going to read this and then you're going to help me fix what you broke with my car and I will not report you. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're going to help me make it right. And uh, and then he gives him more life advice. When you get your phone back, you will not stare at it while you're talking to another human being. Look a man in the eye when you speak with him. And if, I, if you ever need to discuss your problems with someone, find Leslie. She lives for that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Ron is... Uh, going to help rehab tom back into real life um i like to think that tom that that tom taught ron a little bit about internet culture i mean not that he cares but just you know that those are things so when he hears them he's not completely out of the loop i mean tom Tom gets the better better end of the deal learning how to fix cars and stuff but you know ron ron gets slowly pulled into the 21st century yeah i would love to know uh, what Ron would, uh, like what his social media he would be on, if any. So, like, I don't think he'd be on Twitter. It's too much words. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, or maybe Twitter, just because it has a very finite, you know, I has a made, limit. Yeah, made a very good canoe. <laughs> this canoe is excellent. Cooked meat today. Yeah, it would just be. Yeah, Twitter could be the best one. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's go with Twitter. Ron's on Twitter. All right. Go find him, everybody. Find Ron. Uh, So uh, let's go to the next one with uh, April and Ben. They're in the DC office. And uh, the congressman that they're working for is coming to the office and they've never met him before. Um, And so April says, wow, there he is, Barack Obama. And Ben's like, his name is Congressman David Murray. He is our boss and he is white. Don't embarrass me. It's such a, um, and it's such a Congressman name too, David Murray. I don't know why. Like, I was like, have I heard of this guy before? Like, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is a white guy. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Ben introduces himself and, uh, and then April introduces herself <laughs> as April Blart Malkop. <laughs> and the Congressman just says, great. It's a pleasure to finally meet you, Ben. Heard such great things. Uh, and uh, and then he's like, yeah, you, I appreciate working with you. I watch your speeches, debates. It's very inspiring. And then the congressman, thank you, Ben. And thank you for all your hard work. And he looks at everybody. He's like, now stay cool. It's a hot one out there today. And then <laughs> April tries to joke with him. That's right. You could practically cook an egg on a sidewalk. And he just looks at her. He's like, terrific. <laughs> Walks on by. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and it's like, this is weird. And April sees how weird this is. And, uh, he goes into his office and she says, we're still going to assassinate him. Right. And Ben's like, don't say that. Um, and, uh, and she looks in his, in the congressman's office as he's sitting there and he's just sitting there staring into the distance. And she's like, what is he doing? Uh, so, uh, this is now April's project. Um, and so next time we cut back to them, 
uh, April's looking at uh, the uh, the congressman through the window in, in his office, and and she's like, Ben, <laughs> look at this, and she's like, What am I looking at? That's the point. He's not. He's just sitting in there all morning, not looking at anything. He's just staring ahead, doing nothing. He's a robot. Um, and uh, and Ben's like, No, he's probably just thinking, going over his uh, speeches or something. Uh, and April's like, No. He's thinking like one zero one zero one <laughs> must eat babies for fuel. <laughs> and Ben, because he can't help himself. <laughs> it's like, why would a robot need to consume organic matter? <laughs> because of the matrix. Right. Yes. Ben, come on. Yeah. Man. I, you would, ben would have been like, you would have known that. Yeah. But I think maybe he's like, I don't I don't think the matrix is believable enough <laughs> because why would a mo- robot want to consume organic matter? Right. It's not, hard, so, it's not hard sci-fi for Ben. No. No. Uh, although he does like Star Trek, so it's, you know. Yeah, but Data doesn't eat. <laughs> so. That's true. Or does he? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, I'm going to have to go back. Watch it all again. Um, all right. So then Ben's like, let's just go see what's in his office. So they go in and bring him a, a briefing packet. And they look to the wall that the congressman's staring at. And there's nothing there. <laughs> so they leave. And April's like. All right, all systems operational. <laughs> uh, so then um, the uh, they're setting up like a video shoot and they need the congressman to come over. But like the media director or the campaign di- director, somehow this guy is they're giving instructions. And Ben's like, hey, is the like, can I ask you about the congressman? He seems a little robotic or something. And the guy's like, yeah, he's great. He just shows up, does what he has to and just and then just sits there. No surprises. It's perfect. Uh, and that is exactly what he wants. So the congressman comes in and is like, let's just do a stump speech, uh, run through. And it's like, okay, dokey. we've <laughs> gone through some difficult times, but we're from Ohio. We're tough. We won't just survive these dark times. We will thrive. And he's like staring in the camera, totally robotic. And like, that's great. And the congressman's like, cool beans. See you later. <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> and the, the, the campaign manager guy's like, oh, I love him. He's so great. <laughs> um, so then, uh, yeah, we have Congressman Murray is a robot robot. And so the credit scene, April and Ben are leaving the office and April's like, you get you ready to go. And Ben starts acting all robotic. I, yes, I am April. Let's go now. Wonderful. Hey, be careful out there. Traffic is nuts on the streets and roads. <laughs> So uh, they, he gets up and uh, walks away and he's like, let's go eat some batteries. I mean, human food. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ben and April bonding in D.C., having a good old time and realizing that Congress people are crazy. So, yeah. Um, anything else in that that thread that we need to highlight? Uh, no, I just I don't think it was a robot. I think it was a lizard person. So other okay. than that, well, I think, un- I think un- they, they just went down the wrong, the wrong conspiracy. Okay. Well, let's unpack this. The, mm-hmm. the lizard people. Yeah. Why? What do you mean? Why would he be a lizard person and, and not a robot? Well, because that's who runs the government is the lizard people. Oh, okay. So okay. I don't know where this, this robot narrative came from. Well, do you think the lizard people have robots? I mean, they could. That's a, that's a great point, too. You know, maybe maybe the lizard people are, are a few like the Congress. So maybe it's more it's higher up. 
is where the lizard people sit. And then like the Congress and like in the attic. Yes. Yeah. The attic of of the, of the Supreme court and the white house. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's where they hang out. Cause they can sun themselves more easily like (laughs) lizards. Yeah. 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 And they can hide. This makes so much sense. You know, you really got me thinking about some important stuff here. Yeah. It's the, it's the fourth branch of the government, the lizard, lizard branch. Lizard aliens. Mm-hmm. Are they aliens? Or are they, were, were they here first? That's, that's what we don't know. That's, you know, some would say that, you know, that's where the, the pyramids, the lizard people helped build the pyramids. That was the beginning of civilization. And then they just, they kind of took over from there. They took over, but quietly. Except, well, yeah. Because they're lizards. Right. They introduced what? technology and then, but they knew how to control it the entire, well, the, with the mind control anyway, it doesn't really matter. We don't right, have, right. Like, we can't. Yeah. Do you think that people believe lizards have mind control powers because of of the 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 snake in the Jungle Book cartoon? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the hypnotic snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, the, the hypnotic snake. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and and the thing about the that was I, there was a lot more, but I believe it got censored. Like that was as far as it even that got out. And the and lizard I, people were like, "Yeah, let's." redirect them to snakes yes absolutely let's, let's let them think that boa constrictors have mm-hmm. this power yeah not the four-legged and, creatures just the no. snakes that's why people hate snakes so much you never hear people like oh lizards are so gross oh i hate lizards how come uh they what well one time thank you for asking people never ask um one time i was uh, in mexico and i was using a a a bathroom a, ba- a banya uh, el banyo c I was going to the baño and uh, as I was doing the work of the baño, um, I was, I looked up in the corner and there was an iguana <laughs> just hanging out. I want to go to the bathroom with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not like that at all. <laughs> How big was it? The iguana, iguana size. <laughs> I mean, they're big. Just- they're not small. And they're totally harmless, but they're still, um, you know, they're basically little dinosaurs that mm-hmm. are still around. So, which is great. That's how you know that they're the lizard people. I mean, it makes sense. They've been here since the beginning. I guess so. Yeah. So, do you think that now this is do it? This is an important question. Do you think that iguana was sent there by the lizard people to just spy on me when i was going to the bathroom i think all of them all all it's kind of like that i mean the whole the birds aren't real thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. you know it's pretty ridiculous because everyone knows it's all about the lizards mm-hmm. it's so, it's misdirection again it, uh, once again yeah huh. to- totally yep huh brought to us you by know? big lizard and <laughs> that's why you you rarely see them in pet stores i mean they're there they're like bearded dragons because I don't think that those are those lizards or they might be the ones that are like, ah, it's fine. I'll just hang out the pet store. But the rest of the lizards, you never just really see like geckos and stuff. Mm. They're Except the, spy- the gecko gecko. Well, he's he's probably going to turn out that, that he's been in charge the entire time, like hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Right, right. They're like winning us over with his adorable accent and mm-hmm. and funny jokes. Right. And his love of jam. The toast one, yes. I forget how much lizards love jam. A lot of people do. And oh man, oh no, now I'm worried. My wife loves to make jam. Did she just make jam? No, I mean we we use it, but that's what they want. 
Uh, do I? Oh man, now so I'm scared. Down, it's yeah. You might want to check on your wife. Because she, she wasn't, she didn't want you to dress as Doctor Doom, because you were wearing robes, which is too close to what the lizards dress like. I'm oh, just saying, man. it's all, it's all connected, oh. Jason. Oh my gosh, I got to sit down, and yeah. I'm in, I am sitting down. You sit I down, sit more. down more, sit down harder. <laughs> all right, let's let's let this decompress and get, because we have to learn more about sex education before that. We, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Do this you is think a, that maybe I was stalling? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought you were like, hey, this is a pretty good bit. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Two things can be true. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably one of the most uncomfortable parts of parks and recreation ever. Ever. This whole thing with Leslie trying to teach senior citizens about sex education. And the one redeeming quality of this whole section is Andy is us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so let's get into this. Uh, okay. Uh, don't say what you were about to say, Jason. Um, so Anne shows up <laughs> at the office and uh, she's dressed, she's dressed like a uh, cowgirl. And uh, Les is like, uh, what's with the getup? And so she's dating this new dude, a guy named Ricky. And uh, he went to a dude ranch. And so now she's dressing like a cowboy. Because this is something that Anne does. She becomes her boyfriend. Um, and so this is going to be an, a, an important plot point later for their relationship and their communication. And so they're going into a meeting. And Leslie starts the meeting by saying, great news. Lots of old people have chlamydia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, people are pretty excited about it. Um, and now I want to be excited about something. I take notes um, as I watch this. Uh-huh. And I spelled chlamydia correctly the first try. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know how I to spell hear, your STDs. Well, I don't have chlamydia, so it's not my STDs. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I can hear people's applause like that's a that's crazy. How did you do that? And I just kind of guessed. So. Um, but it was right. So yay! So Leslie points out this problem. Chlamy, chlamy dia. <laughs> chlamy dia. Chlamy dia. Chlamy dia. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, don't say what you're about to say, Jason. All right. So uh, that's a different. That's a different uh, sure show. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that Leslie is saying the seniors are having lots of time on their hand. They've got uh, ED medication and a little bit of charm, and so STDs <laughs> are having a field day uh, because a lot of these folks, these older folks, never had proper sex education, and so they are going to um, provide a public forum for at the senior center to help. Uh, kind of bring down these uh, STDs. So uh, Leslie's idea is to have everybody ask their most uh, gross questions to Anne because she's a nurse. Uh, so um, yeah, to yeah. get her ready for all the questions that the old people can ask her. Right. And so uh, the first question from Leslie is, I'm an old lady. Why do I need birth control? I haven't had my monthly since LBJ was president. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the tone we're getting. Um, and uh, so Anne's response is like, we're more concerned with disease than pregnancy. And then Andy asks whether or not pubic hairs get longer as you get older. And Anne says, I don't think so. And then Andy's like, I, well, that's happening to me. <laughs> and so, and then Jonna asks, should, could I eat lube? And then Andy has another question saying, I ran over one of my testicles with my jazzy scooter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is just not a super fun <laughs> round of questions that Anne's responding to, but she's responds to all of them. Uh, Leslie asks, like, hey, I want to you're you look like you're good to go, go nursing. I want to jump on that caboose. And uh, Anne says, you should never eat lube. Go see a doctor immediately. And you have to be under 40 to ride this train. And they're like, yeah, we're ready for this meeting. <laughs> So, Jason, I just want to—I just want to say you—you're doing really great with this. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm going as quickly as I can. Um, <laughs> I'll try not so, to slow you down too much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate in, it. In the middle of the sensitive parts, too. Great, and, and you know, and, and there's going to be things that I'm not going <laughs> to get into too much in this um, next I'll part. Sure you, I'll make sure you don't miss anything. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Uh, so. They get to the the senior center and Leslie opens by saying, hello, can everybody hear me? Okay. And the whole crowd says, no, because <laughs> <laughs> they're old. Oh, that made me laugh so hard <laughs> this morning as I was watching that. I was like, no, as because I, I am a pastor and I, I have an, a, a good number of older folk in our congregation. And, uh, I have had that moment where Everybody hear me? And I've had people say no. I'm like, well, I'm going to just go anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I also have folks in our congregation who don't realize that they're not whispering. <laughs> They'll just talk to one another. And it's like, like when somebody's praying, somebody will just lean over and start talking. And it's like, oh, this is this is great. When I was this when is- I was younger, we went we at the, at the church I went to. Uh, there was this one lady, can't remember her name, very nice, and she sat about. Uh, you know, about four or five rows from the, from the pastor in the front and, uh, her hearing aid would go off. Yeah. And it would go off for a long time to the point where multiple times in my, in our time there, he would kind of have to remind her from the pulpit to check her hearing. aid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just cracked me up every, cause I'm like, how come she can't hear? Oh, that's right. She's deaf. That's why she needs it in the first place. Yeah. You have to be like, and like clapping, like trying to get her attention and like pointing at the ear. And she's like, yeah, I, no problem. And, well, just and, see her. That, and, that, and, that, and the best part about that is that she, so that just means she, if she can't hear that, she can't hear the Anybody sermon telling her. So yeah. she's not even <laughs> pretending to listen at that point. Yeah, she's just going for be- attendance <laughs> award at this point. So great. Like I haven't missed a Sunday since 48. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. they talk about? Eh. Couldn't tell you. The uh, we had somebody um, and he uh, is no longer with us, um, but uh, he had hearing aids, but he also had a uh, a scooter. And he also had an oxygen situation like he was on a like he always had oxygen oxygen tank with him and stuff. And his oxygen tank would would we would hear these loud pitched alarms and we thought it was his hearing aid. And so it was like we said, no, like we would hear it and we would had a whole system where one of our one of our team would go and say like hey your your alarms are going off um and he'd be like oh thank you and he would fix it right but we found come to find out it was not his hearing aid that was going off it was his oxygen tank alarm because he was like not breathing <laughs> enough and we're like oh okay so how do we help him stay alive <laughs> like during service um if if he can't hear his oxygen tank <laughs> oh like, man like every sunday he showed up i was like all right we got to keep him alive. <laughs> He's got to get home. Not so. today. Not today. <laughs> so and not you know, on my watch. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he's such a sweet man. But he's like, you can't hear your alarm. Can you get a vibrate system going so it's like you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, 
So Leslie asks the uh, people about their uh, sexual activity. And uh, she also asks, what are the risks of unprotected sex? And uh, the guy says, heart attack, falling in love, <laughs> partner dies on top of you. Um, and I just love that somebody said, falling in love. <laughs> Um, but then Leslie points out that it's actually on uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And so that's what we're going to be teaching you about how to use protection. Um, and uh, so they start walking through that line and I'm going scrolling down to the next but, but section. Andy, but Andy was like, are they really, are they really doing it? It's like, and oh, yeah. was like, like, yeah, what well, you think? It was like, I don't know. I just thought they were talking about it. And then it's, it's like the waves of realization just wash <laughs> yes. over him. It's like, oh, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Andy is us. So, um, yeah, so he was like, I didn't know this was going to be the real thing. Uh, and so then cut back to the situation where Donna and Andy are teaching and Andy is holding three bananas and Donna has a pineapple. I don't know what's going on there. But Donna says, if you encounter this scenario, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what's happening um and chris comes running in he's like great job very informative but we need to stop and forever and pretend like this never happened um and so leslie doesn't understand why and then um the uh the langmans come in marcia and marshall langman are the town's morality watchdogs and leslie says marcia is motivated calculated and hyper vigilant and her husband marshall is vivacious (laughs) (laughs) so he's very um stereotypical in a uh, what maybe a closeted uh, gay man might be or something like that is what they're communicating. And so, um, yeah, so uh, Marshall is uh, basically says, like, this is what's happening is is not allowed. And Marshall's like, we are from the Family Stability Foundation. Object to this smut being taught. And she says it's against Pawnee's abstinence only sex education law. And Anne is like, that's only for schools. But Chris points out, no, the way it's written, it could apply for anything. We can only talk about abstinence as only throughout the entire town of Pawnee. And uh, so Marshall says, thank you, Chris. And Chris just looks like, like flirty, like, thank you, Chris. And Chris looks like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and so they uh, say, if you teach it to the, Marsha then says, if you teach this to the seniors, the next thing you know is that it'll be taught to our high schools and our kindergartners. Is that what you want? And uh, and so they shut it down um, and Leslie is upset, but they pack it up and like Andy, she says, like, pack up Andy. And he's eating the bananas that were used for <laughs> demonstration purposes. Uh, so then they cut back to the office and uh, Anne's coming in in a, another day, a new shirt, another like cowboy themed shirt. And Donna says, new shirt. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, she's like, do you like it? And Donna says, it's not my favorite shirt, but it is my least favorite shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So they all come together to, uh, watch the, uh, the purge show you heard with purge and, uh, Marsha, um, is, uh, saying like, we believe strongly teaching and practicing abstinence. For this married couple, um, which is funny. Uh, and uh, and Marshall then says, we all have some crazy urges from time to time, but you just can't act on them. You have to bury them way down deep inside. You have to say, get out of here, you crazy urges. 
You're not welcome in this brain of mine. <laughs> then Purd cuts to a, a, a chart. Uh, and so here's some statistics I'd like you to share with you now. And they are numbers. <laughs> some some 85% of Pawnee residents support abstinence-only education. The other 15% are perverts, Marshall says. JK, you guys. Uh, and then Purd then adds, and 100% of Pawneeans are Purdverts. <laughs> That's the name I call fans of the show based on the fact that my name is Purd. <laughs> See you after the break, Purdverts. <laughs> and then the Langmans are just like, they're just laughing. They're just cracking yeah. up at it. So, uh, so let's like, now they're in a, a real predicament here because a predicament yes uh i did not mean to do that um but because they see like 85 percent of the the town wants abstinence only education and so Anne's like we got to change this and uh but less is like i can't do it but the people support the law and those numbers i can't do anything it's political suicide and uh and so Anne is like so we're just gonna do with the thing that doesn't know we know it doesn't work um, and so Melissa like, yeah, put your sex toys and play with them at your own home, Anne. Um, and then Andy says, I did eat all the bananas, so you can't play with those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that now the, they're going back to the senior center to give the proper, uh, town approved, uh, sex education. And, uh, they give, uh, Marsha gives Leslie a, a brochure and we'll come to find out the title is. So you think you know better than God. Um, and uh, she's, she says, I recommend you read chapter three unless he goes to it and reads, uh, there's a party in your pants and no one is invited. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then Marsha's like, Anne's like, this is all ridiculous. And Marsha's like, maybe, maybe not where you come from in Trans Transylvania. And Marshall's like, huzzah. And Anne, this is where I feel most seen. <laughs> She's like, that's, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> that's not hey, what saying. <laughs> hey, you're, from, you're from Michigan. I am from Michigan. But that that moment of that's not worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was definitely a moment for me where like, yep, mm -hmm. nobody cares when I say, oh, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that still a state? It's it's Canada light. Uh, most voted, most uh, hand warming. Mm -hmm. shape mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. i got there I, I, I was trying to say it without i was trying to say it without saying mitten because that's just like that's yeah that's easy yeah well i do love that there are some geographic formations on our our great wonderful planet that you know we have footwear and handwear covered because mm -hmm. italy looks like a boot right michigan looks like a, a mitten right canada looks like a weird hat and That's it. Florida's our classroom <laughs> bag. There you go. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> the jorts of America. Uh, Love you, so, Florida. Yeah, well, it's okay. It's hot there. Why do you live there? There's so many lizards. Um, anyway, uh, so they, uh, <laughs> Anne is frustrated with Leslie that she's just kind of rolling over on this whole thing. And she's like, you're not acting like yourself. And Leslie's like, Are, you really want to go there? And so they're like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, every time you date a different guy, you dress like that person. So Andy dressed like flannels. Chris dressed in spandex with Ricky. You dress like a cowgirl. Um, and so then and, and so they're frustrated. And um, yeah, 
Leslie walks away and then Marshall walks by and says, girl, you look like Annie Oakley and Pippi Longstocking had a baby and I love it. <laughs> so accurate. Um, so uh, cut back to them and Marshall is giving an inspirational rap question mark. Um, Jeremy, will you will you read for this for the, the, the listener, the rap that Marshall provides for us? I'm Marshall Langman, and I'm here to say the sex before marriage is never the way. I waited till marriage and then some to do it. If you decide to sin, you'll rue it. <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs> and Marsha's clapping like, yeah, I love that she's like singing along with him. Like, okay, we, we practice this. Yes. Keep it going. Oh, man. I waited until marriage and then, <laughs> then some, some to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as somebody who grew up in church, I've had plenty of abstinence talks um you know and parents if you are asking your children to to practice abstinence to wait until they're married great i love it that is a, that's a wonderful thing for you to say to your kids good go go for it if you are ever tempted to bring a rap into the conversation <laughs> stop stop right there if you're ever tempted to bring puppets into the conversation <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Rethink your whole life. Not today. Not ever. You, you got to slow down. <laughs> so just have the awkward conversation. Just do it. The conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Leslie gets up to start walking uh, through the brochure uh, and giving the abstinence only education for the seniors. Um, and, uh, <laughs> It's not going to go well, uh, but she says, you know, the simply the safest way is to post, postpone sex until marriage. And then one of the ladies says, like, I'm not going to be told not to have sex by someone who's 10 years my junior talking about <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> um, and uh, and so Leslie's like, well, maybe you're right, but let's look at this pamphlet. So you think, you know, more than God. Um, and <laughs> the first thing she reads, our bodies are God's gift, but they're mm -hmm. also the devil's playground. The devil likes to hide in all your private nooks and crannies. And if you open too wide, you might get out or in. And then Leslie's like, no, this is terrible. And so then someone says like, hey, can you show us how to do the common demonstration? I don't know where Lou has been. <laughs> and so then she, then she does. Uh, so she takes the banana and shows them how to apply a condom and uh, they, they appreciate it. But uh, this is not going well and i think at this point too if you look at the table donna it, it, is it's gone from the banana cucumber and pineapple and now there's a melon on the table <laughs> as well <laughs> they just keep adding more fruit yeah well i don't know what's going on over there but uh yeah so uh there's a commercial break after as leslie's saying like let's talk about safe sex for everybody and uh and then it cuts back from the commercial and leslie has gotten an official censure from the mayor's office, which Mayor Gunderson, who is a invisible, powerful hand in the town of Pawnee, is disciplining Leslie. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's so official. Look at the paper quality. Uh, so, yeah. So then um, she's talking to Chris and she's like, I don't know what to do about this. And Chris is like, well, uh, you know, and he thinks she thinks Leslie Leslie thinks that Chris is still her boss, but actually Leslie is 
Chris's boss now that she's on city council. It's like, why am I so afraid of you? It's like, well, I'm confident and make a lot of eye contact. <laughs> uh, so, um, but then he says, you know, as your city manager, I recommend you formally apologize. But as uh, between you and me, as your best friend, <laughs> I kind of admire what you did up there. Uh, and Les is like, you're not my best friend. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So then Leslie and Anne uh, talk, they run into each other and Anne is dressed appropriately. Um, and uh, Les is like, I got censured. It's a big deal. Um, but Anne says, you were elected to lead and not follow. Um, and so, and then, <laughs> and like, I probably shouldn't have said what I did say. And Leslie's like, yeah, I feel terrible about what I said too. And Anne's response, no, you were right. And Leslie, Leslie, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I still feel terrible. <laughs> so they, uh, they're making up. They're, they're, uh, their friendship will survive this. Um, and, uh, so then she's on Purge show, Leslie's going on Purge show. Uh, and he comes into the, comes back and says, the story of that commercial break is it's over. <laughs> so, uh, so Leslie explains to Purge what censure means. Um, and, uh, and she's being disciplined and says, she says, well, you know what they say? You break it, you buy it. Uh, or, or Purge says, sorry, you, that, you yeah. break it, you buy it. And Leslie's like, that doesn't apply here. <laughs> <laughs> And Bert's response, <laughs> tell that to the folks at Pier 1, an establishment I am no longer allowed inside. <laughs> uh, and so Leslie apologizes, but not for the, the the demonstration that she gave, but for the antiquated laws in the city. Um, and so she's trying, she says, I'm going to work to try to overturn these rules to help, um, you know, because everybody wants fewer unwanted pregnancies and fewer STDs. Um, and so... You can disagree on the different tools that you have available, but you should. She, Leslie's argument is we should try to use all of them to prevent these other things that we all agree we don't want. Um, and so, uh, Per closes this section by saying, "Wow, strong words from a woman who is trying to pin a piece of paper to her blazer." Which is, <laughs> so she's trying to put her censure on there with her little American flag pin. <laughs> and uh, next up on the program, we hear from you, our fans, in our new segment. Are you there, Perdverts? It's me, Perd, hosting a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Heard <laughs> birds. Um, so then Leslie uh calls up Ben and uh talking about how they're uh killing her in the press again. Pawnee has way too many papers, whatever. But the Pawnee son is calling her loosely grope. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's basically saying, like, I'm gonna get uh, working on a draft to start overturning these abstinence only laws. Um, and uh, yeah, so. That is the end of the episode. So, yeah, fun one. Fun one. Uh, any uh, any trivia or anything like that, Jeremy, that uh, you discovered in your your researches? Oh, yeah. When I read that IMDb, the IMDb page on this, I did. Mm -hmm. I, I clicked on the tab for trivia. And uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. one of the other things, and I, I thought I, I didn't know if I heard it correctly, but this confirmed it is that um, Leslie, when she at the very beginning, she calls the group the Sex Avengers. And then, mm -hmm. uh, of course, it turns out Chris Pat Pratt would later be an Avenger. An Avenger. Yeah. Kind of. He's a Guardian of the Galaxy. Would we call him an Avenger? I, I wouldn't, but he was in uh, Avengers Endgame. So, I mean, close enough. Yeah. And Infinity War. Yeah. He's in both of those. That's right. All right. Yeah, and way to now, go, Chris. Yeah, and now Jurassic and dinosaurs, which have lizards. Boom. Um, yeah, can I ask you a question? Are you watching any of the Olympics? No, 
Not at all. Okay. Well, there's an ad for the Olympics and the new Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the same dinosaur, time? Yeah. It's uh, people Olympicking, like uh, athletes, and then dinosaurs show up. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. Uh, I'll, if that was the actual movie, sure. Oh, wait, this, that's not the movie? No. These are the ads to remind us that we are watching the Olympics uh-huh. and a Jurassic Park movie is coming. So the thing that we're doing right now, we're being reminded that that's what's happening and mm-hmm. watch this movie. Yes. And I am really mad about it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Are the, are the dinosaurs doing like cool tricks and stuff? No, like, no, no. Oh, oh, if, I mean, if there was like a velociraptor on a snowboard. Right. Like doing like sick air hand grab for <laughs> twisties or whatever they call them. I don't Keep know going. what to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't snowboard. With like a backward, a backwards hat and saying rad, dude. Yeah. Like sick air, bruh. Uh, if that was the commercial and then mm-hmm. they said Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I'd be like, great. Yeah. But this this somebody read a book about synergy and they said, let's do it. <laughs> or like or like or like like something they're doing the half pipe or like they're skiing down the hill and there's With just the dinosaurs. And they're, they're, no. And they're just being chased by dinosaurs. That like, would be great. The whole too. way down. Just like these ice. Because yeah. isn't, isn't the new isn't the new Jurassic uh, Park movie like kind of wintry anyway? I have so no idea. Yeah, because well, you saw the, aren't they in the commercial? Anyway, well, I, I saw There is no it. actual commercial for Jurassic Park in this commercial. It's just Wait, the dinosaurs what? telling us that, reminding us that Jurassic Park is coming, but it doesn't have Chris Pratt or anything in the commercial. It's just snowboarders and dinosaurs. And they're like, they're all friendly dinosaurs. Like a Again, Brontosaurus. Awesome idea. Leans over 